I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. There's a war going on outside. No man is safe from. You can run, but you can't hide forever from these streets that we done took. You're walking with your head down, scared to look. You shook. Cause ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. They never around when the beef cooks on my part of town. It's similar to Vietnam. Now we all grown up and old and beyond the cops control. They better have the ride gear ready. Try to bag me and get rock steady by the Mac one double. I touch you and leave you with not much to go home with. My skin is thick. Cause I be up in the mix of action. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips podcast. Your host Rod and Karen. And, uh, we're in the house on a Monday. Monday night. Yes, sir. Sipping on those hot toddies. Yes, sir. Trying to get unclogged. <laughs> yes, 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 sir. You sound a lot better than when we first started, so. Yeah, like, yeah, like I said, uh, uh, yeah, I sound like somebody that just plop, clock my nose up, and I say, yeah, I hit this, it opens you up. Well, um, we are here. Um, a lot of stuff going on today with the show. Um, first things first, um, we got to talk about uh, all the people who uh, enjoyed the show yesterday. Yes. Got so much response from everybody. Uh, apparently, people really enjoy space conversations. Yes, they do. And uh, I'm glad you guys enjoy it, man. I'm glad you spread the word. Um, it was fun having people call in and it was break down their uh, experiences with spades and uh, a lot of negative experiences nobody really called in like nobody has that story of i would have never made it through college <laughs> it wasn't for space uh, thank god i was able to get that kidney transplant space changed my life mm-hmm. and not in always not in a good way yeah i met my wife playing a hand of space and we fell in love it's, <laughs> it's never that no it's never i looked across the table and she was wearing that red dress it was like I looked across the table and she popped me in the eye because I could have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I looked at I looked across the table and I said it's like you cut my heart. And they said you talked across the table. They took two books. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man, that was real fun uh, with uh, Elon and whatnot. And uh, you know we enjoyed it, man. So thanks everybody that tuned in. We got a ton of people in the chat room uh, who uh, just wanted to to hear and learn and give their spade stories too. So uh, it was a pretty uh, magical event, I would say. Yes, I would. And some people were taking notes. And even some of the stuff we was talking about, people said, I've never heard of this. I've never heard of that. People were asking questions and educating themselves because you just don't know. Everybody has different rules depending on where you were, where you are in the country, what hood you're from. Because Elon was somebody the top five. And I was like, what you talking about? And, I, and once he explained, I was like, oh, I've heard of that. But we didn't call it the top five. Though. Yeah, it was funny because somebody said, uh, so basically, what what is a Boston? And I said, first of all, your blackness card is revoked. <laughs> you know, you don't know what a Boston is. That's pretty bad. But then he said, um, but then I told him, I said, well, that's where you lose every single book. Yeah, you don't you don't get in that one book. Yeah, it's he, thirteen books, and you you go oh for thirteen. Right, and he was like, um, "Okay, I, I have had that run on me." That's that, and then somebody said, uh, "Man, uh, what's worse, having a Boston run on you or having a train?" Yeah, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, actually, it's probably worse having a Boston run on you because some people might consent to a train. Yeah, you can, you know? yeah, you don't get no say so in the Boston. Yeah, like you might actually want 
a train run on you at some point. Nobody wants a Boston run on them when they yeah. sit down yeah, you might, at the table. You might want it and enjoy it and be like, look, I'm all about this life. Mm-hmm. But with that, you like, you, and the whole time you're looking like, hey, um, I ain't consent to this. Hey, I don't mm-hmm. want none of this. Hey. Right. You get to feel that hopeless moment, you know? Um, but yeah, so this is the Blackout Tips podcast. You can find us a bunch of places. The easiest of which go to the blackouttips.com. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podomatic. Just search the Black Guy Who Tips. We will show up. Uh, while we're, while you're there, um, leave us a five star review and we promise to read it on the show, um, when we do our feedback show. Mm-hmm. As long as it's five stars and it doesn't matter what you have to say about the show, just make it five stars. We promise we'll read it. Um, and we stick to that promise. Okay, guys? The official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. And uh, today's podcast is brought to you by the very, very sexy sponsor, Adam and Eve. Fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Have you been fantasizing about making flowers on your lover? Well, here's an adventure, adventurous new toy that you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, get 50% off of just about any item, any item at all. But that's not all. Oh, no. Well, you select your one item with 50% off. You also get three, count them, trace free DVDs. Plus, you get a free extra gift that's so goddamn sensual. Have mercy. Ah! And to check it all out, to top it all off, you get free shipping, which is the best kind of shipping. Yes, and, it is. You know, my favorite type of shipping. So, you get your free shipping on your entire order. Uh, just go to adamandeve.com. Get 50% off of one item when you put in the code TBGWT when you go check out. When you do, you get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use the code TBGWT at adamandeve.com. And I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Where did this phrase, making flowers, come from? Um, True Detective. Okay. Yeah, he was um, the, the main bad guy was uh having sex with his uh inbred six sister and uh she was like you haven't made flowers on me in so long oh lord mm-hmm. and i guess making flowers on somebody means <laughs> uh you know busting that thing wide open on your sister <laughs> i know let the church say amen oh my mm-hmm. i'm sorry i asked then but thank you for letting me know before we get started, we should probably start with uh, some musical selections from the choir. Uh, the first one is called Nothing Wrong, Karen. Johnny Moe is going to be singing for us. I don't see nothing wrong with living for Jesus. Take it away, mm-hmm. Johnny. Oh, my. Nothing wrong with living for Jesus, Karen. Living for Jesus Christ, saints. You know I don't see nothing wrong with living for Jesus Christ, saints. I don't see nothing wrong oh, with living for Jesus Christ. Girl, I don't see nothing oh, no. wrong. Oh, no. 
But they don't know I can't be out here peeing on folks. I I don't know, man. But uh, he uh definitely dropped some um dropped some heat on now. Uh, I wonder if he has any other R. Kelly remixes of uh, Jesus songs. He probably do. They somebody said they somebody they got a drunken love remix a gospel song. Yeah, that's uh pretty good, man. Um, you think he uh? That he got a, I'm fucking you tonight, but it's like, I'm praying with you tonight. <laughs> you must be used to me sinning. 
<laughs> All that sweet whining and, and dying. dying. I'm praying hands tonight. Praising you. Praising you. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. About it. Praising <laughs> you. We've been worshiping the same God. <laughs> same God. <laughs> Seems like you're ready for some praying. Yes, <laughs> yes, ready to go to church. <laughs> That's how you do that one. Yes, on Sunday. <laughs> It seems like you're ready. Girl, I could have sworn you were ready. I know. But like, one, put on that church dress, two. <laughs> right. <laughs> put put on, on your church shoes, three. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Comb your hair, because we about to go. The body is calling. For me, I can just hear it calling. Yes. The body is calling <laughs> for me. It's calling for me. <laughs> you remind me of my Jesus. I want to ride something like my sound. I want to find fair, baby. Yes. You remind me of my Jesus. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Age ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with church. I don't shit, though. That song, the other song, got everything. Everything he do is sex related. You gotta turn it into church can. You can't just say age ain't nothing but a number. You gotta come up with a church version of it. Let's see. Oh. <laughs> what else was another hit? <laughs> Step in the name of the blood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my R. Kelly song Step in the name of blood <laughs> Step in the name of blood <laughs> Of course you got You had to have the English remix All that shit Yes <laughs> I gotta have some classics though Yeah All yeah. pedophilish but they all classics mm-hmm. I don't know what you're gonna do About sex in the ch- kitchen Or trapped in the closet I don't, I don't know like, some of these ain't going to be able to make the leap. Yeah, so some of I wonder it. if that's what he does. He just sits down all day. He's like, come on, man. How can I turn down low into a praise song? This is not, I'm, I need inspiration. Ah! You know, he had to pray over the song at least once. Lord, please, just guide my my mind to the right way to steal R. Kelly's lyrics. Of course. <laughs> man, and, and I was like, you performing this song and nobody, nobody's looking at you sideways? Nobody. Mm. Nobody in the room is like, nigga. White folks think this dude is prolific as shit. Yes, they might think that shit's original. Yep. Oh, man. That's terrible. Praise me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Praise him, praise him, praise him. (laughs) Praise him, baby. Praise him. Yes. (laughs) What was that song he did back in the day? Oh, hey, Mr. <laughs> what would that be? Organ player? I don't know what that was. What was that in church? <laughs> yeah. Choir director or some shit? Yes. Why don't you slow this hymn song down? Slow it down. <laughs> Jesus is here for you. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Good gravy. Uh, he wouldn't have to change, I believe I can fly. So that's good. That one's good. Yeah, now he can, uh, he could do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just thought that was funny. I saw somebody said that to me on, um, <laughs> Facebook and I was like, holy shit. Does uh-huh. nobody know what this man is doing? Yeah, I guess nobody does. Cause when Jesus fed up, there ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> There ain't nothing you can do about it. Nothing at all, so. <laughs> Let's go half on a prayer. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> half on a prayer. Can we get up on the upper room? Can we do that? Oh, Lord. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah, I just thought that shit was hilarious. Um, speaking of hilarious musical interludes, um, we were... The, we were listening to some mob deep before the show from people in the chat uh, but people that you know you guys don't watch the show live you don't hear the warm up before we play music and it reminded me of one of the greatest scariest rap interludes of all time until you find out that mob deep is four foot two and <laughs> that is the infamous prelude from the album the infamous um it starts before Survival of the Fittest. I'm going to play a little Survival of the Fittest so y'all can see how hard this song goes. Yeah. Sending this one out to my man Killer B. No doubt, indeed. Without weed. You know what I'm saying? That old real shit. There's a war going on outside. No man is safe from. You can run, but you can't hide forever from these streets that we done took. You walkin' with your head down, scared to look. You shook, cause ain't no such things as halfway crooks. They never around when the beef cooks in my part of town. It's similar to Vietnam. Now we all grown up and old, and on the cops control. They better have the right gear ready. Tryna pack me, get rock steady. By the back front double, I'll touch you and leave you with not much to go home with. My skin is thick. Cause I'll be up in the mix of action. If I'm not a- So that, yeah, how hard that sounds. That's scary as shit. Listen to the interlude before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold the fuck up. We're going to take this little intermission and listen what the fuck I got to say, you know? I've been doing this shit for years, holding heat, selling, using, abusing all kinds of drugs, robbing. Now, keep in mind, these niggas are four foot two. It's like Oompa Loompa's talking shit to you. Yeah, but you didn't know it at the time. Yeah, number two, it's so funny when rappers do instrument, do like these skits to try to be hard. You're in the studio with a microphone. <laughs> this isn't like some some audio that someone randomly grabbed from an altercation no. that you got into Mm-mm. at the club. Mm-mm. You wrote these down. You're in a climate control room. Right. You smoke some weed. into a $2,000 microphone. Yes. You got people. You got an engineer. <laughs> yes, you do with a thousand buttons in front of them. Have it. Can I get you to do that part again? But I need you to be a little more upset. Thanks. Thank you. All right, guys. Going to lay down some doubles. You know, like they had to add the people in the background going, yeah, 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 yeah. Like they ah! add that shit. And it's so, it's so artistic. But then you use your art to say some ignorant shit like this. 
By the way, I swore by this man's kid. Niggas is running up in niggas' cribs, you know the whole shit. So don't ever in your life get me confused with some of them other niggas that you might see on TV or hear on the radio and such. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is me, P. I'm speaking for my fucking self. When you see me at a show, on stage, or on the street, I definitely got to get on me. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And it ain't like I'm trying to be a tough guy. It, it, it is like you're trying to be a tough guy. It is, uh, it is exactly that. Like yeah, there's, there's no this, other, this ain't no street corner. I don't hear traffic passing by you. Yeah, you don't need to tell me this. in the background. Marvin Harrison would never do this. I mean, uh, Harvey Harrison. Uh, I'm trying to make people think I'm crazy by saying all this shit. What it is that I know how niggas gets down. I I used to be in the clubs, the Muse, the Tunnel, whatever what the fuck. Niggas get their little drink on, having fun with their little crew, you know what I'm saying? Start cutting, shooting, whatever, things like that. A lot of these so-called rap niggas ain't never seen no parts of that shit, you know what I'm saying? You know where I'm coming from? Up, yo. And I know a lot of y'all niggas. Now, he didn't say he did any of this, but he used to be in the club when this would happen. Mm-hmm. In fact, all y'all niggas right now listening to this shit, like, yeah, yeah, we gonna see the mob deep niggas. We gonna see what they about. You know what I'm saying? Touch the niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what people don't know about when you record stuff like this in the studio. All of those vocals in the background were probably recorded individually. You probably had a dude oh. come in and go, yeah, yeah, right. Words up. That's up. Like, none of this is spontaneous. They're not sitting behind him saying this. Oh, and then somebody went behind it and listened <coughs> and added it and like right. layered it in the background. Right. All this effort oh. to sound like you the hardest dude in the earth. I'll let y'all niggas know right now, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got a waste of your time or your money on your hospital bills. That if you steps me on a personal level, I don't back down easy, you know what I'm saying? There's a good chance your ass even gonna get shot, stabbed, and knuckled down. One out of the three. Yeah, cause I'm so like a room for the people. I feel like if he actually got... In an altercation, this should be admissible in court. <laughs> like, yeah, I was walking down the street. He just punched me for no reason. Well, your honor, my client is an upstanding citizen that would never do that. Oh, really? Like, dude, word up. And believe me, I know very well. He's I a tax fan, abiding citizen. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh NRA yes. owner. Okay, well, let's play this. Fucked up, too, whatever. I ain't super nigga. I'm a little skinny motherfucker. It's all about who gets who first, though. You know what I'm saying? So, therefore, say no more to all my niggas. Get the money front and niggas get the seats. And, oh, yeah. So, all them rap-ass niggas with your half-ass rhymes talk about how much you get high, how much weed you smoke, and that crazy space shit that don't even make no sense. Don't ever speak to me when you see me. You know what I'm saying? Word. A lot of people think that was about Keith Murray, the rapper who's not alone, not really making music anymore, but... Uh, just very weird to throw that in there. You know, some old high school shit. Start punching niggas in their faces for living. Yo, I'm finished when I had to say. I can continue on. This is your album. You interrupted. Ah! <laughs> it was already continuing. Told you I fake thug motherfuckers. I love how I just they ran out of steam and they were just saying shit. That kill, ah! kill none, let none die. Well, that's that means peace. So you guys are gonna not do anything if you kill nobody and nobody dies. Ah, this is this is a peaceful altercation. Yeah, you just gonna talk to them? I don't, I don't get it. But yeah, I just I forgot how. But yeah, then then you like this before you know. You really had a lot of access to your favorite people. Mm-hmm. And now that you have access, you go, wait a minute, dude. Hold up. Y'all niggas are four foot one. Yeah, and, and the 
the internet has really changed the game and how people view celebrities and things like that and how people view people with creative uh especially in the rap game because you'd be like like with some people i realize they're crazy some people i realize that they just normal people mm-hmm. some people i realize they're assholes you know, some people I realize, I, you know, and some of them, I was like, you know, I would just be better off with the imagination I had of you in my head. Mm-hmm. Because once I find out the truth, you like, and for some people, it makes you not even be fans of certain people anymore. Because you, you kind of, you blend their art with what they, <clears throat> with, you blend in the reality of them with their artwork. And after a while, if you let it affect you, you'd be like, man, I can't even listen to this shit. Right, exactly. It doesn't even make sense for people to, to to even do that shit, man. Like, sit your ass down and listen to some some R. Kelly and start singing about Jesus, okay? Yeah, because I love me some Lupe Fiasco, but that nigga crazy. Exactly, yeah. I don't, like, I, I don't get why rappers feel the need to try to be all hard and shit. And then, like, mm. it was overcompensating because later on, you know, it got found out like one of these dudes went to like, um, to, um, to like ballet school and shit. So it's like, you know, you guys are overcompensating for being short. And yeah, yeah, just like uh for NWA, Ice Cube was educated. You know, mm-hmm. like like these dudes, like all of them aren't stupid. Yeah, it's, it's like the fact that you have to try to prove you're stupid. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of them do. They dumb down a lot. People federal. A lot of rappers aren't ignorant. A lot of them have degrees and very highly educated and shit like that. And it's just one of those things where they literally dumb it down for the core audience because if they really came with the lyrical shit, guess what? That shit don't sell. Mm-hmm. If they really was like, let me drop some knowledge, let me try to teach you, your units wouldn't move. Yeah, it's what a weird, weird shit to do. Um, all right, man. Um. So we got all kinds of news and stuff to cover. Um, but before we do that, I just have to say, number one, um, I think there aren't people that love The Walking Dead that much. No, they're not. I think there's a lot of people that are somehow have tricked themselves into believing that they love The Walking Dead at some point. I believe that, too. But they're always currently complaining about it. Like I was mm-hmm. reading J.L. Covan's Facebook today. And he was like, yeah, The Walking Dead has been terrible or something like that, basically. And, you know, the same thing people say all the time. And I, they've been saying for four seasons now. Um, and then they always pull this where they're like, oh, I used to like it in season blank. And it's always not the season that it is. Ever. Yeah. It's always, I used it's to like it. It's always a complete season. And so, you know, this is J.L. Covan, man. This man literally records every thought he's ever had via podcast, mm-hmm. Twitter, long blogs. So I said, okay, well, if you used to love it, where are your glowing reviews of it? Where's your podcast where you said, oh, man, season two of Walking Dead was really great or season three or whatever? You know, like, where is that? Because I'm I'm challenging people that say they did love it to show me when they did. Because for the most part, motherfuckers just hate that show. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they like a handful of episodes. And they keep running to that, like, I liked an episode three years ago. It's like, that's not loving a show. Like, I think you hate this show and you yeah. just keep watching it anyway. Yeah, just stop. I mean, I hate to be like, just stop watching it. 
Um, like, and it's a lot of people that love to, to, to complain to me just for complaining. Now, there are some people they have, you know, legitimate reasons for not liking the show, but for the majority of people that are on that, I hate this shit is every week, every episode. And you're like, why do you torture yourself to watch some shit that you really don't like? Mm-hmm. Like for me, like I said, you have a completionist gene. I don't. I'm like, fuck it. I'm out. I'm not watching shit I don't like. If it's boring, if it don't keep my attention, I'll just quit watching it. But a lot of people do that hate watch where they watch it and then complain the whole time. To me, I you know, just go watch something that you enjoy. Yeah, it's really weird to see people, you know, him and Hall back and forth about that show. And it's like no one talks about it when they like it. Like no one's dropping the appreciation podcast no one's giving the good review um it's just a bunch of people tweeting they don't like it a bunch of people podcasting about they don't like it and it's like when did uh um when did you like this like i think i'm starting to get the feeling you don't really like it i think it's because it is a good show but it's so depressing subconsciously to know that this shit is never gonna end they're never gonna get they're never gonna cure this is about survival and everyone's gonna die Mm -hmm. And I think subconsciously it fucks a lot of people up. And because of that, they end up being like, I don't like this show. But really it's, uh, you know, it's not that, you know, anyway, it really is not that complicated. But Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things where either they got you or they don't. Yeah. And I know for a lot of people, they were like, what if I miss it? Well, you don't, you obviously you don't like it. So for, for the people that truly just don't like the show, there's nothing, nothing that they could do to get you to like the show. So why, in my opinion, why waste your time? Yeah. Did you know the police can take your cash without charging you with a crime? Take your cash. Take your motherfucking cash. Why? No cash that they do not have any proof is illegal. You didn't uh, steal it. Um, they can just say, uh, we're taking this shit. It's ours. Did you know that? They can confiscate it. Doesn't mean they can spend it, but they can just take it. Why? On Friday, the district attorney's office of Humboldt County, Nevada, agreed to return $50,000 that had been seized from Tan Gwen during a traffic stop September 23rd, 2013. My birthday. Gwen had never been charged with a crime, much less convicted of anything. Humboldt County Sheriff's Deputy Lee Dove pulled him over for allegedly going three miles over the speed limit. What an ass. Yep. Three miles. Didn't even charge him with anything. Then he searched his car without permission, though the cops claimed consent was given, which is something that's always bothered me because people say, this is why I don't get mad about the NSA spying. Because I don't believe in normal rights. Like, hey, cop, you, I'm not giving you permission to search my car. Well, I'm going to search it anyway and say you did. What the fuck are you going to do? Nothing. What can you do? I, I say you did. He say, she say, and I'm a cop. And I, so that means I win. Yeah, most people default, they're going to read the article and go, yeah, cop probably. They, no one ever goes, yeah, you know, cops are fucked up and they probably didn't get consent. Only people that are like that are people that uh, have a history of being harassed by the cops. There's e- yeah, there's even like articles where it's been like, and then the guy said the cop pulled a gun on him and hit him upside the head. Now that part of the tape was missing. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, guys, cops do fucked up shit and we still assume, assume that they're the ones who had it right. Um, and, and found what was Gwen said, what Gwen said was his gambling winnings. 
the 37 year old california resident's luck ran, clearly ran out when he was stopped by dove however and according to his lawsuit gwen was given a choice give up his money or try to get home without his vehicle so hey give us the money or we'll confiscate your entire car so you pick you can go home try to fight for your money later or not and it's cash which means it's almost impossible to trace mm-hmm. like they could have literally not reported it if they wanted to yes at some point a lot of times the money becomes the department's money yes it does you don't claim it yes this wasn't an isolated incident or a mistake on behalf of the cops. In a photo that the Humboldt County uh, Sheriff's de- de- Department put on Facebook and since deleted, Dove posed proudly with the police dog and the $50,000 that he had seized. But it wasn't a drug bust. Mm-hmm. The officer, and it's just looking at the smug look on his face, flossing with someone else's money, that, you know, it's not illegal. The officer, who was also accused of taking $13,800 and a handgun from another driver in a similarly flimsy traffic stop scenario, is presumably feeling less puffed up now. On Friday, the local district attorney's office promised that the driver, Gwen, and another person who he had, who had taken $2,400 would get their cash back and that the forfeiture policy would be reevaluated. Yes, and it sounds like this asshole does this. Like, this is his thing. He randomly pulls over people that either he knows has cash on them or have a hint that they have legally or illegally. Like, this sounds like this is literally his thing. Like, he must target these people or something. Yes, like, like he knows Maybe somebody tells them that they got winnings and that what their car looks like or something. I guarantee you that's what's happening because... Why, hey, you pulling somebody for three miles over three miles, dog, three miles over the speed limit, which means you were literally waiting for them to go over the speed limit. Like, like you can't tell me that he was not targeting these people. And you can take money from people if you believe they're suspected of, like, uh, drug crimes. You can just take the money. 37 states mandate that property, uh, the property owner prove that his or her property is innocent of any criminal ties in order to get it back. So now the default is I have to prove that my money isn't drug money. How do I prove that? Like if I won this gambling, how do I prove that this is not drug money? Yeah. Now you just took my cash? And I could imagine the millions and millions and millions of dollars they keep because a lot of people go, fuck it. It's not worth fighting. Now I got to basically, especially I got to go back to the casino and try to get the casino to give me a tape. Casino's going to be like, fuck you. So now I got to get a lawyer to get the casino to give me my tape. And that's if the casino is cooperative whatsoever. Under the state's current rules, police departments get to keep 100% of the profits from sales of seized property, and cops need only show clear and convincing evidence of that property's connection to a crime. That's a higher standard than many states, according to the Institute of Justice. So that's not even, some states you can just be like, oh, got it. But still, it's lower than the criminal standard of beyond a reasonable doubt. But the burden falls on you to prove that you are innocent, an innocent owner by showing the act giving rise to the forfeiture was done without your knowledge, consent, or willful blindness. Often cash, usually anything over $10,000, is deemed by cops to be suspicious and inherently tried to, tied to drug trafficking. That's that's crazy. Regardless of where it came from. Yeah, a certain amount of cash is like, yeah, you're a drug dealer. We're taking the cash. Not Well, what? Well, you going to arrest me for being a drug dealer? No, we can't prove that. We can't. We're just going to take your money. So... 
Wow. Yeah, I just thought that was crazy. Speaking of yes, money. Yes, that mm-hmm. is. That to, to, wow. And suppose you're dealing with something that deals with cash, jury owner, business owner, or somebody mm-hmm. where you're dealing with cash and you're going to make a deposit and somebody just decides, hey, we we just going to take your goddamn profit for the day. Right. Yeah. Word. What if I just don't trust the bank? I mean, shit, after after the financial crisis? Yeah, a lot of people like, a lot of people do like, fuck that. I'm not putting my money somewhere where I'm not going to go in there and it's zero the next day. Not a goddamn thing I can do about it. And then there's no traces of it. Right. The NFL, speaking of money, wants $16 million from MIA for giving the Super Bowl viewers the finger. For real. Yeah, this happened at the Super Bowl a couple years ago. She was performing with um like Madonna. Two or three, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. She was performing with Madonna. Um and for people that don't know, MIA is Just don't bring the money in cash. You better not. The NFL is still not happy about the singer's obscene gesture during the Madonna's halftime show at the Super Bowl in 2012 and is seeking an additional $15.1 million in restitution for the value of public exposure. Keep in mind, guys, most people perform at halftime for absolutely zero dollars. For free! Is you know the the NFL basically is like you're getting paid as in the, the biggest watch, most of watch event, the biggest commercial you could ever have. Mm-hmm. So they don't pay you to perform. And you know what? I don't feel sorry for. Her. Like this is a big platform. This now that's she, true. She's probably never gonna pay the money anyway. But I'm just saying, like, no, this is a huge platform. This is a ton of free promotion. You decided that the cool thing to do the the alternative. Uh, rock star pop anti-culture thing would be to flip your middle finger up at this thing it's like well don't accept the fucking invitation to this huge corporate event you know if you're gonna have all this revolutionary music and all this shit don't accept it don't don't be a pop star if you're just coming there to disrespect the event you know what i mean like if that's your whole goal is to be like you know and uh, to a lesser extent same thing with janet jackson you go go there just to pull the titty out it's like come on man you know People going to be mad. You either got to ride with that and be like, fuck it, come get me. True. You know? Or either pay the consequences. Yeah, unlike Justin Timberlake. You got to either be oh, like, yeah. come get me. He had no consequences over it. Yeah, he was like, oh, another. I didn't even know. I didn't know a, t- a titty was under there. What? So, what? You telling me if you pull somebody clothes off the top of their titty, it's a titty under there? Get the fuck out of here. He moonwalked his ass right on off the stage. Mm-hmm. He was like, ooh, I'm out. I'm white. He pulled his white card out. I'm white, y'all. You know, I'm white of again. Of course. Um, but since the Super Bowl, the NFL has spent almost two years in arbitration with the British singer over an obscene gesture made during Madonna's halftime show, seeking $1.5 million from the singer. A lot of for, people I don't even remember this for fucking performance. Mm-hmm. For breaking her performance contract. Now, I, I, honestly, man, guys, I don't mean to sound like an asshole. I can't understand what the fuck she be talking about anyway. Mm-mm. Like, Paper Planes is the closest I can come to, like, okay, I get it. Have y'all heard the other shit she does? Mm-mm, that's the only song I even know. It's bad, girls. If you think you can hang, hands up, hands high. 
I don't, I don't know what that's about necessarily. I just know it bangs. Okay, guys. Yeah, that's, that's all it. I can tell. You. It rocks. Yeah, like I when I listen to her albums, I'll be like, this bangs. If you say, what is she talking about? I can't I fucking tell you what she's talking no. about. Um, what was the song? Boys. YMCA can remix class. You know what the fuck that's about? Mm-mm. I, I love know. that beat though. Yeah, some type of revolutionary shit. I don't know. What I do know is she flipped the NFL off. The NFL is also seeking 15.1 more million for the value of public exposure, which is determined by how much advertisers would have paid for ads during the two minute performance. Shit. That year's halftime show was watched by nearly 1.167 million TV households. Now I wonder if she's like, ooh, shit. Uh, didn't mean to be that revolutionary. Uh, can we work this out? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or she's like, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Like, I wonder. That's an expensive ass middle finger. Yes. Like, I wonder if she would have, if she had a time machine, if she would take it back and be like, I'm not that badass. You know, maybe I could have grabbed my crotch. Um, but yeah, which is the term of how much the advertiser would have paid for ads during the two minute performance. That year's halftime show was watching. Okay, the, the singer said the new claim lacks any basis in law, law, fact, or logic. Continued pursuit of this proceeding is transparently an exercise by the NFL intended solely to bully and make an example of respondents for daring to challenge NFL. Nigga, what? Why? Why are you trying to do this? That's why. Why she didn't settle? That's why. Why are you trying to drop a hot think piece? To, Duh, to, to, to the NFL to weasel your way out. You knew when you threw that middle finger up, it was out of line. Come on. That's why you did it. She randomly threw the middle finger up? Really? I hate when people do that. See, this is, they're just trying, it lacks any basis in law, fact, or logic. Flipping off after Janet Jackson shit. It, it, no, no, you thought nobody would mind. Come on now. Come on, man. You went there and it was, and you know what? They're right. It was $15.1 million worth of advertising for you because you flipped off the world and said, look, fuck it. I'm so badass. And you became actually probably bigger than the game itself. I'm sure people talked about it, but then, yes. you know, how many people were like, oh, I'm going to buy her album. It's not like you were the feature act. This no. has been like if the Red Hot Chili Peppers showed up and performed their unplugged in instruments with their dicks hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, this, y'all should pay that back because 15.1 million dollars worth of people saw your dick hanging out. Yeah, they're like, we could have showed commercial and they kept y'all asses off the stage. Yeah, like, you weren't there for that. You violated their contract, you know. 
the papers cite other provocative super bowl performances done by stars like michael jackson and prince the papers also point out that nbc did not have the five second delay system in place during the performance should i have to or could you do your job yeah, you're a professional performer. Yeah, like I, I don't think I should have to have it for you. And it should literally be live at your middle finger. Yeah, yeah. Be no. a fucking professional. You know, this is uh, the biggest thing we could do for your career, and we're allowing you to share our, our event. And here you go, and you go fuck us. <laughs> ah. Um. Yeah, NFL say fuck you, fuck you, pay us. <laughs> right. Just it's it's such a so stupid man and the thing that she's a butt a lot like that so um but yeah i know she talks crazy revolutionary shit but yeah i wonder what happened if they hit her checkbook up if she would give a fuck everybody cares then lady gaga south by southwest uh did a performance mm-hmm. the 27 year old pop provocateur which is what you call somebody that doesn't have singing talent <sighs> Right, yeah, and that's her Molly. Molly got a lip tattoo. The, like the fu- the funny part <laughs> is that Lady Gaga can fucking like she really can sing, but she does all this other bullshit. Like she has a beautiful voice. She began her appearance at Stubbs Barbecue on Thursday night, the worst of the barbecues. During the annual, oh yeah, ain't that that barbecue you got for sale? You bought that nasty shit in here. I think it might be Stubbs. We might be slandering the wrong one, but it's one. I of don't them. know. That shit was terrible. We need to know, find the name it's of either it. It's either Stubbs or Sweet Baby Ray's. That's really bad. I think it might be both. They both terrible. Thursday night during the annual music festival and conference, by appearing up to be roasted on a spit like a like a gutted pig, as her dancers basted her with barbecue brushes, then things really got weird. What they but what was they about to barbecue her up and serve her at the joint? Listen, she's run out of songs. The gay thing was working for. Her. She had the most yeah. money ever to promote her album. album, and that shit flopped. And it flopped, and now she's just doing what she's looking for that next hit. Like this is this feels like you know a uh, uh, a crackhead begging for a chance, you know. Yeah. And like I said, the sad part is that Lady Gaga can sing. It's like, what the fuck? You have nobody that can manage you. Mm-hmm. Part S&M sex club, homage. Part uh, affirm- affirmational session. The show included moments meant to provoke and others meant to inspire. I would not pay to see this shit, by the way. How many people no. paid to see this and were so, were so fucking upset? Because they're like, this is not what I want to see. Gaga began the evening by taping a segment on Jimmy Kimmel Live in which she wore a puffy white dress complete with a huge hat that mostly obscured her face. By the time she hit Stubbs a little later after 10, she'd stripped down to a black bikini on an unusually chilly night out at the outdoor rep venue. She was, she was to finish her moment at South by Southwest when she was set to give the conference keynote speech on Friday. Gaga's set began with an attractive woman eating barbecue sausages in a provocative manner. Soon after completing the smoked meats portion of her hour-long show, Gaga invited friend Millie Brown on stage to assist on swine. Brown, a vomit painter, vomit painter, proceeded to drink a bottle full of neon green liquid before forcing herself to throw up on the singer as she played drums. Uh, who, the f- who the fuck wants to see this? And, and, and why? people that throw up and paint how many people are like yeah god god love you Woo! oh oh, oh, oh. oh, oh i'm trying not to throw up oh god 
she's literally on her last day. Like, like, when you start doing shit like this, you be in the corner going, nice like this, I wish <laughs> the raindrops would fall. She literally at the end of her career. Yeah. And like I said, the sad part is she can really sing. That's Lady Gaga, part. I love you so much. Oh, Lady Gaga. Mm. Oh, oh, Lady Gaga, I know. Oh, Jesus. Paparazzi. Mm-mm. <laughs> like what? Paparazzi. Ooh. Who else has more hits? Who wants to hear another song? <laughs> what? What happened? In, what happened? And you know what? If I was on the other's venue, I'd be so pissed because you're gonna make my patrons sick. Yeah, my uh, patrons, patrons, patrons. Oh, patrons, sick. Patrons, patrons. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're gonna make them sick. I'm here eating my Bubba Ray's barbecue shit, and all of a sudden you puking. Mm-hmm. Some eating stubs, and now I got now you throwing up. I just can't. Yeah, eat some stubs. and who gonna clean this shit up? It's like, let me play Monster for everybody. Who wants to hear Monster, guys? Gaga. I've never seen one like that before. Mm-hmm. It's time to <laughs> Don't look at me like that. You up in here guys yes so good so good what a performance exactly what I paid to see the pair then climbed aboard a mechanical bull-like pig equipped with a ball gag and a keyboard. Gaga, this sounds like someone's bad dream. Gaga straddled Brown atop the pig and played the keys as they bucked in circles. Brown then painted Gaga with black liquid that stained the singer's skin throughout the performance. The entire show was meant to titillate. However, there were moments aimed at inspiration. I love my fans because they always let me be myself and they don't care what anybody says. Bitch, you crazy. Yeah, I was just about to say, this is not yourself. This is no. not, if, they, if your fans really let you be yourself, they'd let you come on stage with no wig, no makeup, no, she's um, beautiful. No meat covered dress and just sing a song. You're not looking like a goddamn egg. Come on, doll. Right. Like you had to create this persona for people or else nobody was supporting you. You tried to do it as a straight singer and then you were like, okay, I got to start some, uh, hey, maybe I have a penis and a vagina type rumors. And get my support. You know what I mean? Like, all, all celebrity is kind of an act, especially at this level. So let's not pretend like, like, this is myself getting thrown up on when I play the drums. A little while later, she set up her som- somber song, Dope, with a self-reflective moment. 
it's so much easier to be yourself than it is to be somebody else she told the crowd that she played melancholy notes on the piano because then you have to pretend to be someone else and like things that you don't like and do stuff that you don't want to do it's just probably what you're doing so who the fuck wants to get thrown up on yes so i read this article mm-hmm. was, I, this sometimes you read an article and you go oh that's not that bad i can see where you're coming from and then you get to the very end of the article and you just go god damn it you blew it not you blew it here's an example uh charlotte allen who's guest blogger for the la times uh of course they're obsessed with the duke porn star bill knox which of course like i said hits all the all the right all the right media terms to keep people interested you got porn you got feminism you got uh you know um a white girl she's young she's pretty she goes to duke um she could you know do better according to a lot of people mm-hmm. so you have a lot of uh controversy surrounding it right the one thing you got to say about Miriam Duke star Duke porn star weeks is that she's probably not racking up much in the way of student loans at Duke University. Or is she? The story of Duke Fre- week fresh Duke freshman weeks who's working her way through college by flying regularly to LA to make porn films oscillates between a lugubrious feminist narrative about an enterprising sex worker, nothing wrong with that, who's being victimized by judgmental patriarchy m- males who simultaneously condemn her and lap her up, lap up, no pun intended, her film product. And two, an equally luxurious, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Don't never heard that word before, narrative about a na- naive young girl who's been victimized by an exploitative uh, adult film industry. Rough sex is one of her specialties, and society is addicted to pornography in general. By the way, I really don't, uh, I-, I thought J.O. Covey made a great point um, on his show that uh it is weird that people never associate or not the same people they don't associate like um rough porn sex with rape culture but like if daniel tosh made a joke that's rape culture come on it's just weird that that was too like that or at least maybe i haven't seen them but it's weird that you would think that there were people would be equally harsh on both of those if Mm -mm. but not that I, i don't think either one should be uh really taking the task for it but it's weird that those two don't intersect more often but anyway because for a lot of people that's more of, the, of a fantasy or the people that are in bdsm well i don't know man i think it's just um some people just aren't allowed to make these jokes according to these people now they that's true that's true like now, other, people, other people can make the same jokes and it'll fly like louis yeah. ck could probably make that same joke and yeah, it's, sarah, it's the funniest shit ever sarah silverman does a joke like mm-hmm. I, I i think it is okay yeah they just it. targeted him if, yeah in fact weeks is actually a talented self-promoter and publicity hound who has figured out how to combine an exquisite rhetorical mix of box checking feminist pieties tear jerker tear jerking self-pity and unrestrained exhibitionism into a lucrative and probably short-lived career as a celebrity. It was she, after all, who first sought the public spotlight, not just by making the movies themselves, there's no such thing as a film without an audience, but by giving a lengthy film of February 14th interview to a reporter for the Duke student newspaper, The Chronicle, under the fake name Lauren. On February 21st, a week later, she wrote a tell-all confessional for the feminist, feminist website Exo Jane under her porn film stage name, Belle Knox. 
already some of her male classmates at duke evil fraternity guys of course had figured out who she was and now everyone in america was able to put two and two together now i will say this i do think if you do a porn film you almost like i don't think people are just gonna all be in on protecting your secret identity with you and if you do an interview if you um tell anyone on campus if you um write a blog post people are immediately going to start trying to figure out who it is mm-hmm. you know so i don't think you can blame all the people for that no because you know? eventually somebody would have found out uh, yeah um now from my understanding and this article doesn't really get into it but she was like she's been getting like threats and mm-hmm. shit like that and you have people that are writing different stories because they have their own narratives to hang up about sex so she's got to be troubled or it's got to be the rest of the world is troubled or it's got to be, um, you know, she's just an opportunistic feminist and she's just trying to become a celebrity and all this stuff. And maybe some of it's true. Maybe some of it's not. I don't know if you can really tell from just a handful of interviews or even watching her her sex. Like, I don't even think that necessarily uh, means anything either. No, it doesn't. But what I found interesting was this last article, because I thought that she was doing a pretty good job kind of, you know doing like telling take it telling both sides of like how it could kind of be bullshit that you know some people think that she's uh troubled and they worry about her and some people think she's a hero and they you know they don't worry about it and anyone else that said that that that's uncomfortable with it needs to get over themselves um but in the last um paragraph with like i said after this she goes um well two paragraphs there is, however, a tragedy lurking in this merry, sex-positive, anti-stigmatizing tale. It is the tragedy of Weeks' family. Her father, reportedly a devout Catholic, just returned home from deployment in Afghanistan to discover what his daughter's been up to, and according to a relative's report, was heartbroken. So you start with that. Then she says, let's slut-shamingly face it. Pornography is essentially prostitution protected by the First Amendment. It's sex for money while other people watch. In a sane culture, Weeks would be disowned by her parents and kicked out of Duke for conduct unbecoming of a member of a scholarly community. In our culture, she's a star, so you can't blame her for trying to make the most of it. That paragraph right there, so much judgment, so much ridiculousness. Sane culture? You know, like, how is disowning your child a sane culture? Yeah, like, why even throw that word in there? Like that's obviously just your opinion, right? That that somehow yeah, and a and a woman wrote this, right? Mm-hmm. And in the same culture you're talking about, you wouldn't even be allowed to write this fucking article, right? Right. Okay. Kick, kicked out of Duke? Why would she need to be kicked out of Duke? Like, why can't she be a college student that does porn? Like, was there's college students that strip? Or do they need to get kicked out of school? You you now can't get an education because of how you choose to make your money in a legal way in america it's such a weird turn that this article took because i was like kind of like okay i don't agree with every point you're making but i see that you're out here at least making the points and discussing the way things that people don't want to talk about and then you take this veer left at the end it's just like oh never mind fuck this whole article yeah a lot of times i think um when it comes to sex and sexuality, a lot of people have hangups, but a lot of women have a lot of hangups based off of how they were raised and, and religion and things like that and, and making you feel bad about your body. And if anybody goes outside of what you consider the quote-unquote normal, 
you know, you have the right to be harsh and a lot of times harsher than men are towards those women because as far as you're concerned, you ought to quote unquote know better. Yeah, there was another controversy going on this weekend. This was on Twitter. Um, we talked about it briefly yesterday, and I'm not going to go into too much detail because people are being pretty sensitive about all this shit, and I really don't want to. I don't want to fight nobody or whatever. But there were people that um, were sharing their like sexual assault history because uh, some idiot uh, asked, like, when did this girl? Um, who apparently had been sexually assaulted at some point and was like arguing with her. And I always say this to so many fucking guys and just even women, just people in general. There's a certain amount of privilege that comes from you not being sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. And you start talking to people with this idea in your mind that it doesn't happen to anybody or it rarely happens. Or if it does, there's a reason for it. So therefore, it's not as bad as it seems. And so you start talking about this fucking privilege and you start talking to people and you don't realize you might be fucking talking to somebody that's been sexually assaulted. Yep. Like just that, that alone is enough to be like, have some fucking empathy. Stop walking around like the earth fucking uh, like this doesn't happen to anybody. People don't openly talk about this shit often. No, they don't. The stigmas that come with it. There's and the judgment that comes judgment, with it. Yes. And 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 then when you do try to go seek help, everybody looks at you like it's your fault for even seeking help, or it's your fault for even wanting to um, uh, get your life back together, or either is is well, is, there's bl- judgment and blame, and like you know, like when we covered that one clip where the woman was basically um, I forget her name. Was it delicious? It was somebody. She was basically, they were doing a cooking show. Yeah, this was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, and she basically, in front of her husband, kind of admitted to being sexually assaulted by an older guy when she was just a teen. It was a minimum statutory rape. And he wrote it off as you were being fast and all this shit. And the other woman was like, oh, you basically, don't you need to cry about this? You need to be, you know, like, why aren't you more upset by this? And it was both, and both people was kind of like, well, obviously your husband's wrong for being so dismissive of this shit, mm-hmm. right? Blaming you basically. And she mm-hmm. stood up to him and kind of told him. The other one was kind of fucked up too, because she was like, well, now you need to cry, right? You're you're a victim, so you need to act in the ways that stereotypically I feel a victim should act. Like you don't get to choose your own reaction to your experience. So yeah, you don't have to be broken by this. No, you don't. And 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 it, and it's and it's just one of those things where there are a lot of uh women and men who have been through this and came out on the other side and they're stronger, better people because of the situation and they're advocates of of making people realize that this is a reality and like you say, is it's best women do it to women. Um and a lot of these women have been sexually assaulted themselves or either have never been sexually assaulted. And it's just one of those things where they're dismissed because they say, I dealt with it this way. Why don't you deal with it the same way I dealt with it? You know, and a lot of it brings their brings pain back up to them. So when you talk about your situation, it reminds them of theirs. So instead of them dealing with their hurt and their pain, they want you to shut up because it's a reminder of their sexual assaults. And then a lot of times when it comes, when it comes to a lot of men, men are sexually assaulted too, but most men in our country do the sexual assaulting. So as far as they are concerned, well, I'm not a rapist, and nobody I associate with, with is a rapist, so nobody <coughs> rapes, and that's 100% false. Because right, rapists are going out here telling everybody. And you know, and your boy you talking to could be a rapist. Just because right. y'all don't talk about it, don't mean motherfuckers around you don't rape. 
Um, and as much as we've covered like football related stories where like football teams are all in together on a rape and shit like this, like, come on, man. But, um, so, so, so yeah, people were sharing their stories and, you know, it was kind of a big powerful moment. And honestly, it was kind of a, a you had to be there moment because mm-hmm. it spontaneously happened on Twitter. Um, and like I said, I'm, only reason I'm not saying people's names because literally there was a big to do about it and I don't really want to get involved. So that's true. But, um, she was like retweeting people anonymously. Some, some people, you know, she got permission from everybody like to retweet what they were wearing. And I think it was very powerful because for a lot of dumbasses who don't realize how common sexual assault and rape is mm-hmm. and how little it has to do with anything other than power, uh, control, control and control. They, it was like, yeah, I was wearing sweatpants and I just came from a basketball game. You know what I mean? Like I was, you know, uh, whatever. It was, it was not, it was not, you know, I was seven years old. It was, I was wearing SpongeBob. Like it was not, oh, she was wearing a little skirt. So, you know, I had to take it. Like it was so, yeah. it was so eye opening, I think, and powerful. And I think people wanted to capture that to some effect. They wanted to help, honestly. Um, and I want to say the root wrote about it, I believe. And they wrote like a really good sensitive article. They got permission. They did an interview with the person who kind of started the whole thing. Uh, they asked the people, could they use their tweets? They blurred out names and faces and made some of them, uh, um, uh, anonymous and things of that nature where it's like, wow, that like, I don't think they had to do that, but that's what makes their article so much better is it's so much above and beyond. And it's treated with the same seriousness. Real journalism. Right. And it's treated with the same seriousness that you would uh, an actual sexual assault victim mm-hmm. in the paper. Mm-hmm. But it's the Internet. And the Internet is for the wolves. They don't give a fuck. So there was other people that just like while they did ask permission from the people that tweeted, they didn't ask permission from the person that started me. Uh, they used her picture when she didn't want her picture up there. Uh, they, you know, like just other stuff where they're just like, fuck it. And then instead of when, and this is the part that was just insane to me because I'm, I get it. And I like, I understand legally they can do whatever the fuck they want to do. Right. And I, and I, and I, I, I will, um, you know, I, I like to me, that's not even, um, set in stone because i believe the next stage of the, a lot of the shit with the internet being the wild west it's the courtroom yeah lawsuit lawsuits are going to happen yeah. sooner or later something major damaging to somebody's going to happen and it's going to be sued and it's going to set a precedent it's just one of those things where people think because it's on the internet they have the right to it they don't have to ask your permission for anything they don't have to get your consent for anything they 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 can take your likeness and smack it up on the website and ads floated beside it and they're getting paid for it but you're not making a dime off of it and it's going to be something where somebody's going to get sued for a few million and then everybody's gonna be like whoa 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 we can't be just taking these things as a legitimate business and just because you're quote unquote you're nobody i feel like i have the right to take your likeness and take your image when in any other platform this is not allowed like and we just covered a story yesterday where a guy made 1.2 million dollars off of like uh routers or one of the uh, you know one of these like uh photo sites because they stole his pictures they were like, oh, he posted these on Twitter? Uh, let's just take it. He's a nigga from Haiti. What's he going to do? Uh, $1.2 million is what he's going to do. That's right. So, uh, I, you know, and I think there's an argument to be made, and I think it won't be on Twitter because the people whose ethics you're appealing to don't 
give a fuck no, about you Mm-mm. it's sad it's fucked up even those that claim to be your allies at the end of the day don't give a fuck you're a click on a page you're a headline you're a momentary pa- passing of a story um they're gonna put up a hundred stories today mm-hmm. and this is just one of them and when they get done they don't want to think about it or care about it anymore unless they're going to get props for it and that's it you know even controversy is more clicks to them now i don't think in this case i really don't think they put it up going this is going to become a big deal and we're going to troll these people and we're going to get a ton of clicks i don't think they were that forward thinking no to be quite honest like i i don't think i don't think i don't think most people are not diabolical they're callous they just don't think about shit they don't care um they're not being empathetic that's what i think happened i don't think they went Oh, let's use this for ourselves and we're going to get millions of clicks because we're going to purposely piss them off. They were like, oh, they'll, we'll just read the other story, take out the important details, find those tweets and embed them, uh, ask those people if it's cool, you know, which I think was, uh, you know, uh, something they probably didn't have to do, which was good that they did that for the most part, but still didn't go all the way with it. Um, they post the shit. Um, and then instead of, because to me, this is where the like biggest um, violation kind of occur and the biggest like, I wonder what will happen in lawsuits will happen. You know, if, if anybody ever sues over this, when a person you write an article about somebody and you're quote unquote trying to help them spread the word. If that person goes, don't you did this wrong. Do not fucking do this. How can you have the audacity to be like, mm, fuck you. Fuck you, I'm doing it. How can you do that? You know what I mean? Like, I would rather, like, it would be like if, uh, we were gonna do a podcast and we were gonna cover a topic and try to spread the word to help these people specifically, quote them, tell everybody where to go find them. And then they came back and said, yeah, um, that podcast is completely the opposite of what I wanted y'all to do. And we were like, fuck you. We're, this is how we help. You got to deal with our help. You know what I mean? No shame, no apology, no correction, no let me try to like no, I'm gonna argue with you on Twitter and tell you you're gonna make you gonna take this help. And and a lot of this goes back to what and I and I am from the bottom of my heart, I feel like when it comes to news and it comes to journalism's who, what, when, where, why and how, nobody gives a fuck about anymore. Nobody. Nobody cares about the basic questions that you are taught in fucking elementary school about whenever you're giving the news. Mm-hmm. And because um, the Internet and the way things are, people can just be goddamn lazy and people don't have to do the research. They don't have to search. They don't have to investigate. They don't have to do the legwork anymore. And because of that, it may it has made journalism very very lazy and very very not truthful or partially truthful or they could take it and frame it it's almost like the when it comes to these things it's not about facts anymore it's about your opinion and your opinion is not facts well are you really um a journalist though no you're not you know what i mean like is everybody with um because I think there's all these ideas of what journalism is and, uh, you know, shout out to Bomani Jones, but like talking to him and stuff like behind the scenes, you get a lot of like, oh, really? Well, that's not as that. That's not the way I was told journalism worked in school. Mm-mm. You know, like I'm not saying they don't. Obviously, if you do things right and correct, uh, you normally don't have to worry about a lot of this shit. But a lot of times 
things that involve in journalism end up um fucked up because mm-hmm. people aren't really um doing their jobs you know and they're not doing it the way that we're told on TV and in books and like in our minds we're like, oh, you protect your source and you double check that and you do this. And then a lot of times it's like, or I can post a BuzzFeed article by fucking noon today and it only took me 15 minutes to look up some tweets and read another article that already covered this better than me. So let me just sum it up and uh, I'll get permission on the back end. Now, she did ask for permission first and just the person that originally posted stuff didn't get back to him. That's still not a good enough reason to be like, man, I'm running with it. Fuck you. Oh, you didn't like it? Well, fuck you still. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's something that involves consent. Uh, I don't need yours, so fuck you. You know what I mean? And I get the dangers of the internet and posting publicly and stuff. And I do, like, I really do understand. And I do think um, if you put something out there publicly, you never know what's going to happen. People, you know, um, and 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 yes someone can take your shit like i've had stuff that no one asked me for that uh ended up in other people's news articles and stuff like that you know um um and and i you know i personally haven't had a problem i wasn't talking about my sexual assault though come on now you know what i mean like there's kind of an established ethics around the idea of sexual assault victims and how newspapers treat them and their identities and to just be like, well, you said it on uh, this social media platform. I'm just going to run with that to mil- literally millions of people who read my shit. That might ethically, that ethic- ethically has to be some kind of line there that you crossed over in the, in the sake for the sake of putting this shit out. Yeah. And my thing is like eventually there has to be a lawsuit and the sad part about it is that there's so many fucking lazy journalists that journalists that actually and the lazy journalists are rewarded that's why that's why they do it because they're rewarded because people that actually do this investigation a lot of times don't keep their jobs because you know what you can't do a fucking article in 15 minutes it mm-hmm. might take you five days it might take you a week it might take you a month and a half depending on what the fuck <coughs> you're doing and nobody wants to pay you that long to do real journalist investigation so what they do they get the 15 second um person to do it and fire your ass because you cost too much but yeah. you're doing it right, and you prevent lawsuits. Yeah, I remember. Um, I don't know if I if I know the exact track, but David Cross has a, a track on his out al- one of his albums where he was talking about how um, religious people will um, like like w- how people can be like you can't have an abortion, and it's because they don't have any fucking empathy for people, or it's just like. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I, I I was raped by my father, and you know, I I just don't want to have this baby, or you know, what like whatever t- the worst situation you could think of, and he just did this like southern woman's voice is like, oh silly, uh, well, well you gotta have that baby, uh, you know, that bless your heart, you know, like this where they're not really listening to you. It's like, well, my my lord says you can't have the abortion, so you just gotta, you just can't. And it's like, but I I really need this. They cry and it's like. Yeah, 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 that's sad, but you can't, no, the God says no, <laughs> so like, is, <laughs> but that's how it feels where it's like, hey, you're not helping me, and I actually think you're hurting me, there's always, there's already someone who wrote this, did it better, you're late anyway, just take the shit down, take my picture down, take all the links down, just take the shit down, mm-hmm. and uh they're like, no, fuck that, nope, and I mean, literally, I've seen these women argue with 
this person on twitter for like days you know where the point where uh it's like hey you you could be fucking with somebody's mental health at that point Mm -hmm. and you know what honestly it might not be this particular person, but I, I would sue them. Like for me, if I was, in, I would fuck. I would sue you. You did not ask. There, there should be some recourse, right? Yes. I don't know. And and this is what and this is what like somebody got mad at me for saying this, but I was like, none of this shit matters because I've already seen that these people don't care. So once you see that somebody doesn't give a fuck, the only way to make them give a fuck in our country really is legal recourse, money. And I was like. Somebody gonna have to sue. Uh, like, and, and people were like, well, well, don't you, don't you, don't you have a heart? You can't be this basic. I'm like, come on, man. Like, am I the enemy now? I'm the fucking enemy. Like, I don't, I don't give it was like I was being like, well, shit, she should have made the article and shouldn't ask nobody shit. Fuck y'all. I was like, uh, no, this other article was way better. They did it way more tastefully. If I was supporting somebody, I would rather support them. If they wrote about something, I'd rather click on their shit. If that art, that art, the author of that is somebody that I would like to follow now. See what other kinds, cause I know she takes her time. I know she's sensitive. I know she cares and I know that she's going to do her research. These other motherfuckers, I'm like, fuck them. I don't want to read anything by them again. But even better, it would be if somebody legally went and got them. Cause I feel like there has to be some legal recourse that even if you take my public shit off of my timeline, in a court of law, if I can figure out a way that you're monetizing my shit specifically, like somehow this article got uh, so many clicks, but then you have advertisements next to my shit with my picture and my content or whatever, there has to be a way to sue or something. And that's the only way it's going to happen because it's not going to happen through people being mad on Twitter. Mm-mm. Cause these people don't care. Yeah, and hundreds of people are like, "Take this shit down." Yeah, fuck it, fuck it. What are you gonna do? Yeah, because there's no there's no repercussion for their actions, and and the people that were coming at you. The funny part about it is real easy for people to sit back and say this shit when most people's uh, accounts are open where you can see them, and it's not happening to them. If this was you. You would be livid. Every week it seems like we cover two or three things that weren't laws before or were just accepted norms. And we find out, oh, you can sue for that. This is the wild, wild west. This internet shit is all new. Yes. And when and- we found out what last week, the girl who was a meme for mugshot sued and got paid. Mm-hmm. So, so some advertiser agency just took it, didn't ask her for shit. Put a picture up there and it was like background checks. Look at this hot bitch. See you guys. Anyway millions of dollars yeah because the 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 picture was public because it was her uh her uh picture for going to jail but it was like hey you didn't you didn't ask me my permission and it's one of those things where our laws are slow to catch up and eventually our laws will get to the point where they will cover this shit but they're behind and i think the well that's the law is designed that way that's what that's why our legal system is designed it doesn't it does it very it does very little pre um predicting it does a whole lot of reacting true so it's a whole lot of hey uh i want to get married to another dude well you got to go to court you're gonna have to figure out a way to legally get that right because we ain't thought about this yet <laughs> that's it and yeah. I, fi- I i don't think it's a bug i don't think i'm crazy for being like y'all gonna have to sue mm-hmm. i don't think i'm crazy like mm-hmm. I, you know i don't think i'm the one that's being an asshole by no. being like yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody cares. Like the yeah. the established precedent 
legally is you can use shit from Twitter. Like even in the court of law for like criminal shit. Mm-hmm. How many fucking articles have we covered where it's like dude took a selfie with a gun and his robbery outfit on and then went and robbed the bank. And it's like uh, open the shut case, click, click. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Facebook. Yeah. Or I, I'm going to kill the president. And then it's like, okay, police came and talked to his ass. Like all this shit is admissible as of right now. But there could be, you know, ways to be like, well, that's criminal. What about civilly? What about commercially? I feel like people just aren't really asking the right questions or, you know, people are so hurt that they're not really thinking about or maybe just they're right to a certain extent, which is the average person is not going to sue us. So we're going to do what the fuck we want. And they've been doing this for so long. And this is not the first time and it won't be the last time. But they're going to fuck around and cross the wrong person. And it's going to be a goddamn lawsuit. You know what I think it's going to take is an actual. It's going to be funny. It's going to be somebody famous probably. That actually That actually takes this down. Like mm-hmm. it won't be a normal person. It's going to mm-hmm. be somebody that's like celebrity already or something. Like it's going to be that's- somebody with money that's like. No, do not fucking post my shit, and I have the money to back it up. So what the fuck are you gonna do about it? Yes, yes, and and and, and they might be a person like fuck you. I'm not even selling out of court. Let's take it to court. Right? Yeah, I really do think that's what it's gonna take, man. Because uh, I, I I just don't think like the average person has the recourse or the wherewithal mm-hmm. to really challenge the status quo because it's so set in stone, and these people are so like heartless about it like i can't believe i can't imagine talking to somebody that's a sexual assault victim and being like i'm not the thing i did that adds to your pain fuck you i'm i'm doing it anyway and ain't shit you can do about it so shut up basically yeah and i think for the average person it has to be like a class action lawsuit Mm -hmm. uh in order for like normal people but I, i i don't think the way things go, I don't know how far that would go. It would literally, it's literally going to be somebody famous that's going to say, I'm going to take this until somebody gives me a judgment on it. Yeah, and it's already, like, touchy mm-hmm. anyway because, you know, there's a whole, and we've talked about it on the show, there's a whole lot of discord between, like, um, black feminists and these white feminists and especially like the privilege they have sometimes. And when you get hit with that, like I'm helping you and he's like, you're not helping me listen to me. And it's like, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm telling you what I know what's best for you already. I can see how people can be like, okay, yeah. Um, fuck you. And, and other people are joining in and it's like a firestorm and everybody's insulting each other. Mm-hmm. So I mostly just stayed the fuck out of it. Cause I don't really want, uh, them problems. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just so like when I read this this article of uh, basically um, talk and then like um, Gawker put up an article like yeah and it was so like it was so crazily defensive that I was like it must be related to the uh, the BuzzFeed thing because it was like uh, yes everything on Twitter is public or some shit like that and I was like who what sassy motherfucker with their hand on their hip and type this and hit send to start this debate you know what i mean like because i read the article i was like yeah everybody knows this that still doesn't mean that journalistically you don't have to have any cooth <laughs> i mean you don't have to yeah you don't have to but commercially as a person who absorbs this shit i can be like well i don't fuck with you anymore yeah yeah so, i just thought it was interesting um speaking of sexual assault and uh stories the la the la times 
had uh to fire a reporter um because there was uh errors in three stories and they were also having an inappropriate relationship with a source <laughs> fucking their source yeah good thing this was on the internet they 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 wouldn't have had no reper- recourses or repercussions to their actions uh there were three stories about sexual assault at occidental college had to be corrected about after the paper discovered a major error times reporter jason felch published a story in december about 27 on-campus sexual assaults that ran on the front page of the paper the story alleged that occidental had failed to disclose to the 2012 incidents in accordance with the Clary Act, which governs campus police departments. That allegation was included in two subsequent stories in a corrections issue late Friday, a correction issue late Friday afternoon. The Times admitted the story was flawed, explaining that a review of documents revealed that none of the incidents required disclosure under the Clary Act. Some were not sexual assaults as defined by the Clary Act. Rather, they involved sexual harassment, inappropriate text messages, or other conduct not covered by the Act. Other alleged incidents were not reported because they occurred off campus beyond the boundaries of the the Occidental Determined were covered by the Act. Some occurred in 2011, and the college accounted for them that year. In the same release, the paper also announced that the fire felt who had carried on an inappropriate relationship with the source. Separately, as they began looking into the complaint, the Times editor learned that the authors, the author of the article, staff writer Jason Felch, that he had engaged in an inappropriate relationship with someone who was a source for the December 7th story. And others, Felch had written about uh, Osadano's handling of sexual assault allegations. Felch acknowledged that after the relationship ended, he continued to use the person as a source for future articles. So... After the correction ran, Felch issued a statement saying the relationship began weeks after the story was published. Weeks ago, I voluntarily disclosed the relationship to my editors and cooperated with their investigation. On Friday, I was fired for creating an appearance of a conflict of interest. I accept full responsibility for what I did and regret the damage it has done to my family and my colleagues at one of the nation's greatest newspapers. So, yeah, reporters, man, like, sometimes they just want to get the headline. Sometimes they want to get their shit out first. Mm-hmm. Most people would think the L.A. Times is on top of their shit. And uh, apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, we got some gay news, Karen. That's an old school song. I like that. Yeah, my dad sent me a list. CEO Dan Cathy, CEO of Chick-fil-A, says the company is still working to convince consumers it does not discriminate despite his public remarks against same-sex marriage. That's right, guys. Dan Cathy, the president and CEO of Chick-fil-A, told the Atlanta Journal Constitution that he regrets that the Georgia-based company ever became a uh, synonymous with anti-gay attitudes after he spoke out against the Supreme Court's ruling that recognized same-sex marriage. You just kept your goddamn mouth shut. He just now realized that. Yeah. In the interview, Cathy said every leader goes through different phases of maturity, growth, and development, and it helps by recognizing the mistakes that you make. He added, and you learn from those mistakes. If not, you're just a fool. And I'm thankful that I lived through it and I learned a lot from it. 
In 2012, Kathy, whose family run company, whose family run company is closed on Sundays to align with Christian values, expressed his opinion to the same sex marriage publicity. His statement stirred trouble within communities where supporters of same sex marriage staged protests and supporters of Kathy's ideals packed the restaurants. Mm-hmm. The company is still trying to shake itself with the perception that it's anti-gay, according to the journal Constitution. The college in California opposed the company's expansion near its campus because of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people are pro- like, especially like universities are protesting. They're not going. They're not allowing them to come in into their universities. It's one of the things where um, you might not see it at your local um, Chick Fil A, but I can guarantee you there there are places where it's affecting their money. Um, and it's also one of those things too, where how do the people feel that pack those restaurants feel about him saying this statement now? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, 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 like on whatever the Chick-fil-A day, whatever that day was, like they sold like the most, they had like they highest grossing sales like ever. Cause their whole thing was like, how can we possibly, um, support this guy, this hero who came out and said that, you know, he can't, you know, he, he can't support gay people or gay marriage. So let's go pack his fucking restaurant and eat chicken sandwiches and have rallies and our church is going to drive down there and all this shit. And, uh, yeah, now he's like, oh, wait, this makes us the anti-gay place. Like, I wonder if he was looking around waiting for other companies to do it and nobody did because no one's that fucking stupid. Not, not, and not only that. Once that incident happened, he probably, cause he the CEO. So I guarantee you he's been in business meetings, conference calls, and all this stuff. And this shit probably constantly comes up. You know what I mean? All jokes aside, you know, they were like, well, hey, you know, I want you to know we do have, you know, gay employees. Is this going to be a problem? Is this going to be an issue? You know, yeah. can we still do business well, he, with he, you? He's like those people that are Christian that hide behind this idea. Like, I think it's a sin, but I still treat them good. It's like, yeah, but you just saying they that you think it's a sin and they don't. They think it's the way they're oriented. They think it's their life. Yeah, um, that might you don't see how that might seem like a problem. Yeah, yeah. you know, like this is like for them, for these people, they feel like this is my way of life. This is hardwired into me. This isn't a choice I made. This is me. So then, when you tell somebody you are a sin. You being you is just a sin. Like just you can't help it and you're wrong at the core. They're going to feel judged and they're going to feel there and, and people are going to feel like this is backlash. And even if you go, well, I treat my employees right. People are still going to be like, yeah, but you're the homophobic company. Mm, yeah. And, and yeah. And I bet you it's been said to him and companies talk and, you know, word spreads around and, you know, people have a lot of people don't go there no more and i guarantee you it's one of those things where it's about money and i guarantee you that at the end of the day you're about making that profit and you fucked up your profit by put like this if he would have never opened up his mouth they wouldn't be in this issue i mean in this situation it's like people want good food they don't want religion and your personal opinion with their food they just want a good meal yep so he said kathy recognizes customers want to do business with brands that they can interface with that they can relate with and this is what happens a lot in this country where people are christian and they forget that there's other kinds of people out there sometimes not saying not saying everybody but sometimes other people do you know and this guy forgot like you know it's like when people go 
I'm the one discriminating against. I'm a Christian. You're like, come on. Come on, buddy. You know, that's like the official religion of the United States. No way you're uh, the one who's being discriminated against. You're right. Um, but then they hit you with, they hit you with this shit where it's like, um, yeah, uh, we don't discriminate against our employees and stuff. Uh, of course people are gonna, excuse me, still accept this, you know? And people are like, no, I'm not. I don't accept this. I'm not buying shit. Sell some of it now. Yeah. Bottom line is we have responsibility here to keep the whole organization in mind. I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't even think it was sales. Okay. Like, I don't even think it was sales. Like, I remember for a while they were most profitable they had been, but, but I don't think it was that. I think the image wears you down. I think being outed as a big, yeah. being outed as a big, it hurts. That's why people go, racism is worse than the N, being called a racist is like being called the N word. It's like, no, it's not, but I know what you mean. It hurts mm-hmm. for people to see who you really are and to yeah, really look at you. Yeah, people to look at you and go, I think you're racist. Um, sorry, getting the hiccups a little bit. But, um, yeah. So bottom line is we have to have a responsibility here to keep the whole organization in mind and ask to take precedence over personal expression and opinion on social issues. The CEO took the helm from his 92-year-old father in November, says the company is a readiness of its, itself of its Christian values. He has no plans to open Chick-fil-A restaurants on Sundays. That's funny because that's how you know a black person did this interview. Let me see. Maya Rodan, let me look up her picture and see what she looked like. She's got to be a sister because only us would ask the real important question. When y'all opening up on Sundays? <laughs> ah! And that ain't happening. Yeah. Only only we would be like, yeah, that's good. Y'all still hate gay people. Um, y'all, um, y'all gonna open up on Sundays, bro. Y'all, uh, yep, she a sister. I was right. And and also the thing about it, it's funny that they're closed on Sundays, but I've been past the Chick-fil-A, and a lot of their maintenance is done on Sundays, like cleaning the buildings, cleaning the sidewalks, like a lot of, you know, I've seen a lot of you like, y'all closed, but yet you, you pay somebody else to do work on your property on Sundays. Of course, just like a Christian would. You yes. know, that's the Christian thing to do. I bet you they don't tip them good either. Get your ass to work while I take my day off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like those waiters who were like, y'all ain't tipping me because I'm working on a Sunday. What? <laughs> how, how does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Well, it's uh, time to play our games, Karen. Let's do it. We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's that game. The game where we rate people who fuck with black people all over the globe from zero to 100 in intervals of 25. Today's contestants, a high school basketball team. That's right. Of all the places you think Negroes would be safe, high school basketball. Well, you be wrong. Um, Howell, Miss, am I, what's that, Michigan? Michigan. I was about to say Mississippi, but I think that's MS. But, um, Howell, Howell, uh, Michigan, shocking tweets celebrating a white team's victory erupted Thursday following the Howell boys basketball win over Grand Blanc. Several students in Howell are now facing disciplinary action, according to the high school's principal. 
Grand Block lost 54 to 49 to Howell in the Class A regional finals at Linden High School Thursday. Among the Twitter messages posted after the game night, the night of March 13th, not only did we get beat by Grand Blanc, but we're all white. Howell's the definite winner tonight. Oh, wait. Not only did we beat Grand Blanc, but we're all white. Howell's definite winner tonight. Another tweet said, all hell white power. Hashtag Hitler is my dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's how lots of stupid shit teenagers would write. Tonight was probably one of the most racist nights of my life. I heard so many slurs and expressions. I I said also said a few things. Dot dot dot. Hashtags with other tweets included KKK, Light the Cross, Rosa Parks, and We White. <laughs> Not just simple. We White. That was my favorite. We White. How high school principal Jason Schrock said he's well aware of the tweets and disciplinary action has been taken against those involved. The school has responded to each incident and, and is moving forward. He would not say what disciplinary action was taken. Probably high fives, pats on the backs. Of course. Grand Block has bo- both black players and white players. Grand Block school superintendent Norman Abdella said, although it's hard to believe that racial penalty ban- expressed through the messages even exist in this day and age, he believes that how administrators will apply will aptly handle the situation. It would be totally unfair to judge a district or a school based on the actions of individual students or supporters. He said in the email statement to the Flint Journal, I have great confidence that no one in authority within the Howell School District would ever encourage or condone those types of sentiments and expect that they will be effectively dealt, deal with this, uh, they will effectively deal with the situation internally. Schrock said he hopes both communities understand that what he believes were knee-jerk reactions to a few of, of a few teens, uh, and they don't speak for all of Howell, and that the town and the school are continuously trying to work themselves out of a rut that history has dug for them. A life lesson can learn for these for can be learned for these students without dragging a community's reputation through the mud. He said. Howe was known as the former home, the home of the former KKK Grand Dragon, Robert E. Miles, who died in 1992. Jesus Christ. He lived in a nearby Kohotak, what? Kohotak Township. I don't know. Uh, where he hosted KKK cross burnings. Robin Lefebvre, I don't know how you pronounce that either, a lifelong Howe resident says she is well aware, although disappointed in the town's racist history, adding that it was the home for several Ku Klux Klan leaders in the past. Oh. That, that adds a new twist. Mm-hmm. One of the alleged KKK leaders died a while back, and I was hoping the whole thing would die along with them. She said, rolling her mm-hmm. eyes, shaking her head when she heard of the tweets. It's very hard and frustrating when people can judge a whole town on the acts of just a few people. Schrock said school administrators were made aware of the posts hours after they were created and were preparing to take disciplinary action first thing Friday morning when they found the tweets had already been replaced with apologies. Among the tweeted apologies, all the shit that was said tonight was not okay, and for that I apologize. To whoever still didn't see my apology last night, I really am sorry, and it was a joke. In Grand Blanc, a group of teens at the high school said they were astonished by the tweets. So if my if so if their team beat us, it's not it's not it's got nothing to do with race, said Shelbert Asher fifteen, a sophomore of the online apology. Asher said that should have they should have done it in person. I think it's a cop out, said Alan Pearson, 16, a sophomore. Grand Block basketball senior guard Kevon Miller said the tweets didn't surprise him. He said how students heard racial slurs at the Grand Block boys uh, basketball team the previous two times they played, particularly during Grand Block's January 21st game at Howell. 
I wonder if it's just like, you know, it's that group crowd mentality and mm-hmm. they already have a reputation for being racist. So it's like, let's live up to this and curse and say racist things to these players to like, cause it'd be so fun to participate mm-hmm. in between that and you put it on social media. Shit. It's not a different. I mean, it's worse to me to do it in person. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got a racist crowd. That's what we want to be known for. You come play us with black players. We're going to hurl N words at you. Yep. Miller said he heard the N word, the N word hurled from the house student section a couple of times during Thursday night's game at Linden High School. And at one point prompted a referee to walk over and say something to the individual. He said nothing from that came from the Howard basketball team. In fact, he knows senior Tyler Johnson personally. It's frustrating, but you got to put it to the side, said Miller. Shrock said he hopes community, the community is forgiving other students' actions as they already felt bad about what they said, and allowing screen grabs of the tweets to blow up on social media will only perpetuate the problem. I feel bad uh, because this also intersects with that whole ownership of sports fans think they have over kids. Mm-hmm. So it's like I call you a nigger and there ain't shit you can do about it because, hey, I bought a ticket to this $5 high school game. Five dollars, come on. I got in free with my student ID. Mm-hmm. Let us be able to work with the students who made these mistakes, who have self-corrected. We have addressed it with them and their families, and we'd like to move on and focus on the positive things, Shrock said. Unfortunately, even though both teams played their hearts out and worked hard all season, there were students on both sides that did some egregious things that they regret, and those actions have started to overshadow the positive things that both sides are accomplishing. Hey, when they go both sides, what did the other, what did the other kids do? That they need, that they needed to, that they fucked up. True. Both sides. Is it really both sides or is it one side is being racist dick bags and they need to be taken down the peg? Uh, Shrock added that the both, both faculty and students between the two schools have had great working relationships in the past. I hope that a few thoughtless posts on social media doesn't interfere with that. So anyway, man, um, I would give them, because of their history with the KKK, I'll move it up 25. But I'm only giving them 75 because the school did apologize. Yeah, max. The kids yeah. apologized. They took down the uh, tweets. Mm-hmm. And uh, the school said they're going to discipline them. Now, we don't know what discipline they're going to do. Mm-mm. So I'm going to move it to 75 because the, the KKK connection can't be disregarded here. It sure can't, which means this town has a history of this. Mm-hmm. So there you go, guys. A75. Texas Dad. Oh, wait. This is our other R. Uh, now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. I said, now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe and we ask you guys to guess the race. The chat room's playing today by themselves, so I'm sure it'll be pretty racist. A Texas dad killed his daughter and her lesbian lover because he disliked that she was gay, said the mom. Oh my. James Cosby, 46, is behind bars and made first murder charges after... Evidence linked him to the deaths of Brittany Cosby, his daughter, and Crystal Jackson. The women, both 24, were found dead, left near a dumpster in Port Boulevard, Texas. Damn. The worst Cosby show ever. Ah! No. 
Now, Vanessa, uh, put them titties down. A Texas dad disgusted with his daughter's lesbian lifestyle murdered the young woman and her lover. The girl's mother said in a shocking twist to a gruesome case. James Cosby, 46, bludgeoned his daughter, Brittany Cosby, to death and shot her lover, Crystal Jackson, on March 6th before dumping their bodies near the ferry gate in Port Boulevard, Texas. The bodies were found near a dumpster at 7.30 a.m. the next day outside of a Fisherman's Cove food mart. You didn't give a damn about your child, did you? Your own child. And I guarantee he's one of those people who go, I just disagree with it. You're like, you, you're a fucking bigot. That's what you are. I just don't, I just don't agree with them being gay. That's all. So I took a hammer to them and killed them. What? Mm-mm. Does it count if you kill the gay ones? Anyway, I'm eating some Chick-fil-A. Yeah, we're going to uh, gay or straight death. You still kill somebody. It's death. Brittany's mother told a uh, news station that Cosby ha- was angry his daughter was gay. He said it to me a few times that he did not like the idea of her being gay, uh, said Loranda McDonald. But like I told him, there's nothing we can do about that. That's who she is. We can't change her lifestyle. Capital murder charges are pending against James Cosby. A registered sex offender released the pr- from prison in October. So this nigga's a sex offender. Ooh, but he killing yeah. them because they gay. Wow. Okay. The murder weapons have not been recovered, and Brittany Cosby's recently purchased 2006 Kia Sorento is still missing. Cops think the key, the the car, could be a piece of missing evidence from the crime. But James Cosby is held in jail on a combined five hundred thousand dollar bond after cops collared the man for tampering with evidence. He is the prime suspect in at least one of the murders. His fingerprints were found on a piece of paper on the bodies and pools of blood were found inside Cosby's Houston home. At least one murder happened in this house. Cosby moved into the home only in October after he was released following a two-year stint in prison. His daughter and grandmother lived in the home and let him move in. That just sucks, man. When you give somebody a chance and they do some shit like that. Mm-hmm. In his bedroom, which Cook described as a converted garage, the murder suspect had a copy of the Quran open to a page which talks about homosexuality as a sin. And we didn't want nobody to think it wasn't him. Ah! The family advocate, Quanell X, told KHOU that, uh, that the, the fine may give some insight into Kazi's disturbed mindset. It is quite unfortunate that he had a real, real warped understanding, in my opinion, of the religion of Islam and his position on the gay lifestyle and what one should do. Police, though, say they are still searching for a motive. We don't know that their sexual orientation was a contributing factor to their deaths. We haven't ruled it out, but we haven't proved it either. <laughs> All this evidence he left behind. I mean, well, you can't say, uh, open the shut case. We figured it out. No need to have a trial. Cops may also be looking for a sex, second suspect. James Cosby described as standing six foot five, was much taller than the man captured on surveillance cameras in Bolivar dumping the bodies. Police composite sketch also shows a man who looks slightly different. But Brittany Cosby's mother is certain her ex was involved. She said she left the man because of his violent tendencies. <coughs> he served 10 years after 1994 sexual assault and then two more ending in October for failing to register as an offender. I think they should lock him up. Don't let him out. Give him the chair. I want him to suffer. So, uh, wow. yeah, guess the race chat room. Um, 
And uh, did you already ask him again? So, mm-hmm. okay. You had me at Yolanda. Blackity black, black, blackity black, black. That's the pot calling the kettle black. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's Kali. <clears throat> sorry. You just got out of jail and trying to tell someone how to live their life black. Yeah, I wonder if he's using them big jail words and shit. See, you guys to study that precipitously. Mm-hmm. See, if you study the stagnation that you are already involved upon, then you will see clearly that only moderation can achieve indignation. <coughs> Excuse me. Condensation. Sorry about that. Uh, Texas, I thought steers and queers are from their white. If anyone's going to sex my daughter, it's going to be me, white. Oh, Stolen people, the stolen people black, the feeling of a jello, jello pudding pop. What, what pill is that? Chocolate feeling? Ah. Hello. Hey, Ashley. Body found, uh, outside the fish market. He went inside and got a fish, a fried fish sandwich black. Uh, gosh, dad, black, coogee sweater wearing coon. Uh, I was about to say white, but this brother became Muslim in jail. I'm your father. I yeah. brought you into this world. I'll take you out. Black darkness. Uh, what you gonna do about this here? Black. The correct answer is black. Everybody got it right except one person. So applause for y'all that got it right. And for the one of you that got it right. It was not a white man, guys. Mm-mm. You all, you gotta be, gotta be on top of your dad. Speaking of posting pictures online without asking for permission, I tell you one place where you don't want to do that shit. It's a little place that starts with, that rhymes with, Florida. I know Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, Palm Beach County, home of the crazies. Uh, how's this story? in a deadly stabbing at a West Boca restaurant on Thursday. Tylus Lebrun, 42, of Pompano Beach, faces first-degree homicide and attempted homicide charges after the incident at Jimmy the Greek Restaurant at the 8200 block of Glades Road. One person has died and another is fighting for their life following the double stabbing at the popular West Boca restaurant. It happened just west of the Florida Turnpike at about 8 p.m. The sheriff's office says there was a dispute involving three employees at Jimmy the Greek and one of them, armed with a knife, stabbed the other two. According to a customer, there were about 30 people in the restaurant at the time of the stabbing, which happened in the dining room. Chuck Rosenblatt, a restaurant customer, says the employee with a knife ran from the restaurant and was caught across the street, near a mobile gas station at the corner of Glades Road and Boca Rio Road. The two stabbing victims were airlifted to Delray Medical Center. A sheriff's official at the scene says the restaurant owner is one of the stabbing victims, but he would not say if it was the owner who died. He would not say what the dispute was about that led to the stabbing. For SunSentinel.com... I'm Matthew Harron. All right, so that's the new version. But um, apparently, the crime started over um, a photo that was taken of Tyler LeBron, 42, by his boss, and his boss posted the picture online, and Tyler did not consent to that. Why do people think that's cool? If you snap a picture of somebody and put it in your phone, what make people think that they have the right to post it without your consent and then there's no repercussions? There's, I don't understand that, man. 
So he stabbed him. And oh. another worker. Well, I bet you he won't be snapping no more pictures without people can see no more. I don't. Well, he definitely won't be. He's dead. So. No. Be snapping booty pics in heaven or something. I don't know. Uh, let's check the chat room and see what they think the race is. That 8,200 black working in the kitchen chef from South Park. One who requests their chicken to be fried hard. Black. Stabbing. Future first ballot bid whiz to Hall of Famer. Homie don't play that. Hacker. Uh, does she mean cracker? I don't know. Uh, black. Tillis LeBron. Black. <laughs> <laughs> black. Black. Boss posted the employee's nude selfie to mess up the back of the house, back of house spades game back in th- that day. Black. That name sounds hella black. Porch Gorilla. Jackie Robinson, don't drop the soap. The correct answer is, is black. I don't think anybody missed Tillis LeBron being black. Mm-mm. Let's move to the bonus round, guys. Double the points, double the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. It's the bonus round of Guess the Race where everything's worth double the points. Double the racism so far. A lot of people are two for two, but we're going to separate the adults from the children. Let's go. Everybody's nervous, I'm sure of it. Uh, here's an article. Uh, another involving Twitter. Uh, motherfuckers just don't know that, uh, they just don't get how this social media shit works. 20 year old man who allegedly threatened to shoot someone in exchange for 100 retweets and published it on Twitter has been arrested. <laughs> Did he hit 100? <laughs> that's my question was it worth would, it sir you know what's funny i would be scared to retweet it you know what i'm saying yeah they mess around and, and, and charge you with the crime yeah i'd be scared that it's gonna count to me towards my shit too like an accessory to the crime yo ass dummy <laughs> yep <laughs> for retweeting dakari dijon mcenough his name Dakari Dijon McEnough. Um, that sounds crazy. Um, but uh, he is the person of, of Los Angeles. He was booked Wednesday on suspicion of making criminal threats. He remains in jail, a little $50,000 bail. Yeah, couldn't make that. The investigation began Wednesday. I that get tweeted a hundred times. The investigation began Wednesday morning. When LAPD officers are notified about a photo on Twitter, the photo shows a rifle pointed at Los Angeles Street with the caption, 100 retweets and I'll shoot someone walking. LAPD investigators were able to link McEnough to the Twitter account and track it to a home on 9th Street. Police later determined the weapon was an air rifle, which was removed from McEnough's home. McEnough's Twitter account has since been taken down. So, uh, guess the race of Dakari Dijon McEnough. Dijon McEnough. God, black people took an L today. Name sounds like a mustard. Black. Ah. <laughs> Remains in jail, not out on bail. Black. Sparger says, black. <laughs> black says Mr. Stuffington. 4-3 rapper says HC. So he's in Mob Deep and uh, shoots <laughs> niggas for breathing. <laughs> hey, yo, son, I shoot niggas for 100 retweets. Now I'm saying, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Did you say Black Blackerson? Shaking my head, Black. He sent a demo or 20 to death row for sure. His mom, his mom was enjoying a good sandwich and a drink when they, the name came up, Black. Uh, Wigger says Ashley Karina. Um, let's check the chat room. I mean, let's check the, the article and say he was black. He was black. Man. And Ashley got it wrong. All right. Last story. You're not out of it yet, Ashley, but you're getting dangerously close. Last story. I hope you get it. Staten Island, New York. A spiritual leader from Port Richmond is accused of sexually abusing a 15-year-old girl by rubbing her body with raw steak and molesting her during a supposed ritual to ward off evil spirits. Uh, Let me put some of this meat up in you, girl. Who was over this lady, Gaga? (laughs) Right. And after this, I give you some of my tube steak. Mm -hmm. Raphael Paulino, 42, Well, conducted what he described as a, to detectives as spiritual cleansing inside of an apartment in New Brighton. Paulino, who lives on Bryson Avenue, had a business card with the name Omi Chango and an image of Christ and the words priest and spiritual leader printed on it, according to law enforcement. The source couldn't say if Omi Chango was meant to be an assumed name or a reference to Chango, a deity worshipped by some followers of Santeria. According to prosecutors, Paulino had met with a female relative of the girl who paid him $121 to spiritually clean her, cleanse her as well. Can you also put meat on me? Mm-hmm. $121. Mm-hmm. For some $5 with that. steak? How'd they come up with that name? I mean, that number, 121. Mm-hmm. Sounds like some shit where you just go, what you got on you? $121? I'll take it. In a criminal complaint filed against Paulino, authorities alleged that he claimed to remove the evil spirits from them and that an evil spirit was making the 15-year-old girl depressed. So, yeah, do this to a girl who's experienced probably clinical depression. Wow. He told the girl's relatives that he would rub raw meat on their bodies and pour water on them after he had cut their clothes off in order to spiritually cleanse them and that this was not for entertainment or amusement. And neither is me rubbing this pussy, but, uh, you know. But this raw steak definitely don't hurt. On February 24th, Paulino performed a ritual on the teen, and the complaint alleges he told her to stand in the bathtub, cut off her clothes and underwear, rub the meat on her intimate parts. Paulino also kissed and touched her in a sexual nature. The girl told her relative what happened, and the relative contacted police. Oh, my God. What? What? That was the line? They should, you should they go to jail, They should lock too. you up. For like even if, allowing your child to even go over there. Yeah. It's weird, what too. What did they think was going to happen? It's weird, too, because, like, you can just say religion in front of some shit, and people are like, well, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, if this dude was a stranger from the street that's like, I know how to cure depression, what I do is I go down to uh, the grocery store, find out what steaks is on sale, take your daughter in the bathtub, cover her in Sprink water. Sprinkle some Goya on her. When the water's dripping all over her body, that's when I take out the meat out the package mm-hmm. and I cut I her clothes off. Seasoning with some Lara seasoning salt. Mm-hmm. Then you don't want to let it sit too long. Uh, then you want to take one side of the steak, rub it on those nice tender 15-year-old nipples. Oh, yeah. Uh, then you want to slap <laughs> slap some steak on the butthole, on the pussy, you know, kiss her a little bit. Uh, you know, get really, all the flavors. Yeah, really get up in there. You know Man, what I'm saying? You want to baste her. 
you really want to baste her up in there, you know, um, and, uh, you know, then maybe you kiss on her intimate parts, you know, let her know yeah, that, you, yeah. that, you know, to get the, to get out of the evilness out of there, you know, clinically to, to, to cure her. Yeah. You want the steak to be pink, just like she's pink on the inside. And then the person like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Ain't you, that the truth? You, you sick pedophile son, son of a bitch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. I didn't give you my card. I'm Omi Chango. Um, I'm a priest and a spiritual leader. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? Come right in. No, you go to jail too, asshole. Yes, you do. All y'all go to jail. Give a fuck about your religion? Go to jail. Can't be doing this to people. Um, so yeah, he told her to stay in the bathtub. Yep. Uh, the girl told her relative what happened. They sparked an investigation by AYPD Staten Island Special Victim Squad. Uh, in statements to police, Paulino described the purpose of his actions. The law enforcement source said the spiritual cleansings are to get rid of the evil spirits. And to make the body clean and pure. I don't wear gloves. The purpose of the meat is to act as a barrier. The meat takes all the evil spirits from the body. Well, just put on gloves then. Then I discard the meat in either the cemetery, the garbage, or in the corner. Cemetery. No, no, no. Hold up. No. Before you even start. The cemetery, the garbage, or the corner. So you either giving the dead people, throwing it in the trash, uh, uh, just throw it in the corner. Let, let the dog eat it on the corner. He said any perceived sexual contact that took place was accidental. You know how you accidentally suck on a uh, 15 year old's pussy? Whoops. My bad. You know how it is, guys. Mm-hmm. Really you hate Accidentally lick on her nipple? Yeah. My bad for sucking on them titties. Um, just coincidence. Polino, who received five years probation in 1992 for attempted robbery conviction, he's turned it around since then, guys, uh, was arraigned Wednesday in Stapleton Criminal Court. He's charged with fourth-degree aggravated sexual abuse, two counts each of second-degree sexual abuse, and forcible touching and single counts of endangering the welfare of a child and fortune-telling. Uh, fortune-telling is a crime? According to information... Type Mr. fortune-telling he was doing. I guess he was, right. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, I'm a... Put the bone in T-bone, if you know what I'm saying, girl. Yeah, he ain't had no smokes and mirrors. He was actually trying to touch folks. That's not the same. Mm-hmm. The most serious charge, fourth-degree aggravated sexual abuse, carries a maximum four-year prison term. That's it. So you can put a sausage inside somebody's booty hole, and that's all you get? Mm-hmm. His legal aid attorney, John Pope, asked for Polino to be released on his own recognizance, stating that he wasn't a flight risk and had a job as an operating engineer and two children to support. Uh, I'm sure he keeps. He's got that job still. Yeah. No, nah, nigga, you owe me, Chango, dog. You are a spiritual advisor. That's your job now. And I would check the children <coughs> in his house to be sure they hadn't been sexually abused by him. Right. I wonder if he cures men. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, uh, nah, you, you, you got this. You, you well, you, I've, you, I've been pretty depressed lately. Maybe you could rub me with some meat. Uh, I'm know. not going to rub my meat on you. I prefer to rub it on underage girls. So, you know. Ah! You know, the meat you're won't. you too old. Yeah, the meat just won't get rigid enough to, to do the act if it's a dude. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, I like that tender meat. It, it, yeah. if, if it ages too much, it's not as soft. Also, no fatties. So, ladies, uh, let's keep the weight down if you want some of my tenderized loving. I mean, healing. Healing. <laughs> anyway, ah! g- guess the race of... Raphael Paulino, uh, chat room. Let's see what they think. Um, 
I'm Cuban, B. And that's how they make the steak burrito. Don't ask about the gordita. Speedy Gonzalez. Ah! Yeah, this is what's in Taco Bell. Speedy Gonzalez, Hispanic. One who claps on the first and third beat for every song, white. Uh, Ashley Karina says, hoodoo, voodoo, Haitian. Hispanic, possibly Dominican. Pope couldn't fix it. Uh, Telemundo viewer. Had to make her back liquid like him when rub her down with gray sea Taco Bell meat. Latino. Oh, my. Sexual assault with a Caribbean jerk twist. Black. He is foreign born of African descent. Oh, wait. I take it back. Hispanic. Lady Gaga and her Illuminati homo demons. White. Oh. Karen, what race do you think uh, Raphael Paulino is? From here? Mm-hmm. From where you? No, Karen. From over there. <laughs> from two houses away. <laughs> Are you scared to say? Cause he he he's mixed. I, I you know to be on the safe side. I'm just gonna have to say Latino. All right, Latino mm-hmm. wins. If you guess Latino, yeah. you guessed anything else? Latino Hispanic. Yeah. I'll put the picture in the chat so you guys can judge yeah, for yourself. Cause he looks mixed. Uh, I think he looks Latino, but, uh, with that valid in his name, could have been, uh, could have passed for Italian. That's what I was thinking too, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna go with Latino for this one, y'all. All right. And let's go to the last thing you guys need to know about. And that, of course, is sword ratchetness. Okay, guys, we didn't get to talk about it yesterday because Eli was on the show and you know how he is. Okay. Don't want to piss him off. He on swords. A Freetown man pleaded not guilty Monday in the Fall River District Court to multiple charges, including assault with a dangerous weapon. After he allegedly wielded a samurai sword as he charged a police officer reporting to, responding to a domestic violence call. Robert R. Robert W. Reynolds Jr., 33, had allegedly attacked his wife earlier with a sword and attempted to strangle her. Police say they, the search uncovered 139 grams of crack cocaine. Got mighty. Cracking swords. Why not? Reynolds faces charges of assault with a dangerous weapon, attempted murder, trafficking crack cocaine, and assault and battery in the alleged attack, which began around 10.30 a.m. Saturday. Officer Christopher Medeiros, whom Reynolds allegedly charged with the sword, used a taser, shout out to the official weapon of the show, to subdue Reynolds. Reynolds is to appear in court Friday with a dang- for dangerousness hearing, the Bristol District Attorney Office said. So, um... Yes, yeah. This is what people do when they have swords, guys. They don't give a fuck. Going around doing crack, chasing people with swords, attacking their wife, trying to choke them to death. Mm-hmm. Watch your back, Emily. All right, guys. We'll be back tomorrow, uh, five o'clock. Shout, uh, we will reveal the results for, of course, the, uh, tippies. Cool. Um, and, um, shout out to Adam and Eve, code TBGWT. Get your discounts on, guys. Appreciate everybody that, that does that and uh, help support the show. Uh, until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.